This is the Acting Up Podcast with your host, Allie Goodman. Hey friends, welcome to the Acting Up with Allie Goodman podcast a backstage pass to the life of a working actor and mom raising a kid with special needs. I want to talk about the comparison factor. For such a long time in the acting world, there's a lot of comparing, comparing the way that your career is going compared to, say, your friends, or even comparing to yourself, which is, you know, to take you back a little bit, I used to own I used to own. I used to run uh, an at-home business. And I, I say that in air quotes because we all know that these at-home businesses, when there's so many of us that are doing it, are actually multi-level marketing businesses. And mine was a very famous multi-level marketing business that does workouts. So if you can't figure it out, you can probably just Google it. Um, but I did that for seven years. And it actually you know, afforded me a very, it did exactly what I wanted it to do. It brought in an income for me. I didn't, you know, have to go anywhere for work. I did that for seven years. The only problem is I never felt like I was authentically myself. Uh, the, the reason I started it, to be honest with you, there were two reasons. I had done, uh, when I got married in 2010, I had lost a bunch of weight doing one of their workouts. And uh, when I lost the weight and was getting ready for my wedding, um, I was really concerned because I have this I had this history of being of, of really focusing up and working out and making that part of my life and then falling off the wagon. And this was just an ongoing thing that would happen to me. It was always this like, oh, I have to stay thin. I have to stay thin. And I was not let's be really honest, folks, like I've never been super ultra thin. I've always strived to look like what I think Hollywood, you know, this career has expected of me to look. Yet I am curvy. I have large breasts. I will never be, you know, as thin as some of my people. I certainly can't get taller. I'm 5'2". Uh, so it's like, at what point do I just accept what I look like, who I am, rather and work within those parameters versus trying to you know beat myself into submission so I but at that time I was really concerned about the fact that where I would land sort of in comfort world of like only working out maybe occasionally and not really focusing on my food kind of put me in this weird position because I was either I was like plump but I wasn't big enough to like land certain roles that they thought you had to look a certain way, or I certainly wasn't thin enough. And I was never going to be cast as an ingenue. I, it's a real rarity that I would ever get cast in something where someone would think like, oh, that's the ingenue, ever. Uh, I I was often ca character roles, and even in dramatic roles, I was usually like the sidekick or the wacky friend or the wise whatever you know I mean those were really more my roles and if they were lead roles they were more just dramatically based roles uh, that didn't matter necessarily what you looked like unless you know it was like short Jewish girl you know or whatever but in the end I spent so much of my life trying to I would literally say beat my body into submission when I lost this weight and I really felt good about my body 
and how I looked and how I felt, I went away from my honeymoon and I came back and I went, oh, I got to figure this out. And I took a part-time job at a gym as their office manager, which gave me like access to the gym, which was great and all, except I didn't really like the job and I left fairly quickly. And then I went, "Uh oh, now what am I going to do? Because I don't have access to the gym. I can't, you know, I don't, what am I, how am I going to stay accountable? And somebody had mentioned to me this business where I would literally become a coach and I did it for two reasons. One, I needed the money. If I could make some money, that would be great. But two, I did it because I thought if I call myself a coach, then at least I have to stay accountable and continue to work out, right? So that was my whole reason for doing this. And then it became this like, uh oh, well, I really do need to make some money. So let me work it as a business and actually do it. But truthfully, my heart was never really in it. I learned so much in this business, so, 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 so much. Uh, It did ignite my uh, comparison thing, which I feel like is a big problem with me, Uh, uh, mostly because I feel like it, I have a lot of envy and jealousy sort of mixed into my world. And I I guess that's just part of the, that's natural given the, 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 what I do and I've had to work very, very hard to tame that dragon because it likes to jump up and jump in at the most inopportune times. Often when I'm having a little bit of depression or when I'm feeling anxiety or when I'm looking around or when I'm, you know, scrolling on Facebook and XYZ person says, booked it, got this job, hey, yay, you know, all these different things and it just, it just sucks because you spend so much of your time and, and, and this is the other weird thing. I tried, I would try to uh, deny my feelings because the truth is I'm so excited when someone I know books because it's a really exciting thing, especially when it's something where we're all up against, you know, like for voiceover, it's very common that we're up against people in New York and LA and whatever. And somebody books a national that they pulled out to everybody and they book it and it's somebody I know that's huge and that's a really big deal and that's ex- it's very exciting uh and even in general like if somebody books like a national tour I mean you know that Chicago is not the only place that they were auditioning so the fact that there's things like that are I get very excited because I know that this is a very tough business and you know booking a job is like getting a very special bonus at your regular job like it's it's not the job the job is auditioning so when you book something you know even getting a call back is like that's a good day at the office you know what I mean that's like a really big deal like that's really all you're trying to do is get the call back so when you book the room and you get the call back then you know that okay you're on the right track now it's just comes down to taste and fitting people into a puzzle and you know you might be the perfect piece in another puzzle but you're not the one for this puzzle and that happens so often and it's so not personal usually but you know caveat please be nice to everybody be be a good person (laughs) especially when you're auditioning be nice to monitors be nice to the casting directors be nice to your fellow actors and be happy for them okay that being said (laughs) I come back to this and I say you know I I think what I the piece that I skipped was acknowledging that I was feeling jealous even when I was excited that my friends would book. So I'd stuff these jealousy feelings away and I would pretend like they weren't there because I didn't like how icky it made me feel to feel jealous. So for a very long time, the Theodore Roosevelt quote, comparison is the thief of joy, would ring in my ears all the time. And it would almost actually make me feel worse because I 
would feel bad about feeling the feelings I was feeling. The problem is that when we feel that way and we don't acknowledge it and we stuff away our feelings and we don't actually deal with them, it actually makes the situation worse. And I am, I'm going to tell you right now, I am a huge failure at this. So much of what it, what it feels like when I'm a parent at times is stuffing away feelings because in the moment, you often can't express how you're feeling because it's detrimental to your children. So... <laughs> You have to be really careful. So there's so much stuffing that happens. The problem is we stuff the feelings, but then we never like unpack them and deal with them. So we, we think, oh, well, I'm over it. Y yeah, we're probably not over it, honestly. We're probably, we're probably, you know, turning into a pressure cooker and then it's going to explode in other ways. And that's so common what happens with me. So I always feel like I fail this because I don't ever say to myself, okay, mental note, Allie, give yourself five minutes to have a moment about this in in two hours when you're alone. Because if you don't, this is going to come out, whether it's not today, tomorrow, post-crisis, whatever it happens to be, it's going to come out in some terrible way and you're going to feel terrible and you're going to take it out on somebody, likely your spouse or your kids, and that is not good so you got to figure out how to navigate all of that so it's I think the hard part is that you know as a mom and as an actor so much of our lives are unpredictable I mean sometimes you can have a predictable schedule but so much of it's unpredictable so things come up and these emotions and the experiences happen and then you can't express them in the moment like I'm in the middle of being like this horrible audition I had a few weeks ago where I went in I mean I it, I knew these lines I don't know what happened to me I like literally like explode like imploded I couldn't remember my lines I was making crap up something very small threw me you would have thought that I'd never auditioned for anything ever before because I was so bad <laughs> so bad oh it was just it just like everything threw me I was I think I wanted it too bad I, I might have talked about this in the past it was such a bad audition and yet like I left and I was like I need to quit this business because clearly I can't handle the pressure and honestly it was probably my dealing with that was probably something that had happened maybe a week or two prior or 10 other times that I had stuffed my feelings about other things and then here it came out in this moment because it was the stress high pressure moment you know what I'm saying it just didn't make any like we have those days we all have those days and unfortunately when we stuff them down things come out sideways and they often come out when we really don't want them to so again we have to learn how to how to maybe rather than stuffing down the feelings say all right cool I I feel this right now I'm going to put this aside and it's going to go on my to-do list to deal with later I, I'm literally saying this out loud to all of you but I have never tried this because <laughs> I think I need to um, one of my big things is that I'm very very good in a crisis especially a medical crisis and I say this because I it my my dad has recently been not well he's had a few trips into the hospital and he's fine now he's home he's all good but it's been like a few really sort of rough couple of weeks and my usual way that this happens for me is that my dad will get or not my dad but something medically crisis will happen I am on 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 I can handle it I put everything else aside priorities get shifted I know exactly how to like focus and deal with it and whatever and then all of a sudden every, every he's better and that's when I fall apart and this is an ongoing thing whether this is my parents whether this is you know John whether it doesn't matter like 
Jackson, I, I take on these, you know, crises very well. Um, it's one of the reasons that I was a really good stage manager. But then it all falls, like, that's when I get sick or that's when things go crazy or that's when, like, my life just kind of, like, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I have to figure out better ways to navigate when I'm going through it and acknowledge that there are more feelings than I'm allowing myself to deal with. So I say this because uh, I've been – I've been feeling lots and lots of jealousy lately. So I'm here I am bringing these feelings out to you now in hopes that I won't stuff them down too much. Uh, and <laughs> the jealousy comes in a bunch of different places. The comparison piece comes in a com- couple different places for me. So let's let's unpack them one by one. So the, let's start with the acting world. So it's... It, I kind of acknowledged a little of this earlier, the, the the scrolling on Facebook and seeing people that book stuff. And it's not even stuff that I've auditioned for, but it's also stuff that like maybe I would have auditioned for if my life were not a huge hot mess train wreck. You know, if I were able to get my crap together and like go to some of these auditions and actually make them happen and, you know, not feel like I'm constantly under the gun on a schedule and if I made enough money that I could hire enough people to actually watch my kids. Do you know what I mean? So like there's all of these little like, oh, if, if only, if only, if only, if only, you know. And I spent a lot of time with my uh, my business that I did learning lots of positive mindset stuff. I mean this is just something that, you know, was ingrained in me. Write your goals down, you know, put your focus in that. And, you know, when I first started that business, I had no kids. You know, I'd just come off of having been married. So I was – you know, able to put a lot of focus on myself, which was probably good preparation work, you know, for what what came. And since then, I feel like there's this bizarre world of navigating, like, my mindset, also my mental health, also, you know, where I just got off of finishing uh, breastfeeding. So hormones are still kind of readjusting themselves a little bit. Um, Nobody tells you that, but there's an adjustment period with with the hormone shift that even happens a month or so after you've stopped breastfeeding. And this is the thing with Jackson, I didn't breastfeed this long. So that adjustment sort of reset itself a lot earlier in the process of having a child. I literally feel like I I don't even remember that an entire year has gone by with Jordan. It just feels like it's been a whirlwind. And uh, that the time feels like it went by so fast. And it's odd because so much happened but it still doesn't feel that way whereas with Jackson it's like I could remember like months in this like how I felt and I also know that you know I was dealing with more mental health issues and challenges because I wasn't on any medication and I wasn't doing any real good uh solid therapeutic work um you know to to make that happen so there's a lot of pieces that are different and also Jackson takes a lot of my attention so Jordan, not that he falls by the wayside, but like I can't, it's not like I'm 100% focused on Jordan all the time. I mean, Jordan gets a lot of my attention during the day when Jackson's, you know, at therapy or if he's with his, uh, you know, his babysitter or whatever. But uh, it's in general, all I had was Jackson to focus on. So it was very different. These things, these pieces, they they bring me to this idea that it's like, well, this person has all this time or they can go see these shows and I can't because I, I don't have the money. B, I don't have the stamina. C, I don't have the 
time. Like I don't have the money to hire somebody to come and watch my kids so that I can drive 26 miles into the city to go watch a show at eight o'clock at night when all I want to do is curl up in bed and go to sleep. And that's literally what I'm doing, you know, between, you know, eight and 10. It's like the only time that John and I really have time together. So we eat dinner and then we kind of just hang out and watch something. And it's like, you know, and we, you know, we'll pause it and chat and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, that's our regrouping time. And I think I'm not giving myself enough credit that that's okay right now that I have two, I don't necessarily have two young kids, but I have two young kids, at least on the spectrum of, of mentally and how they're working. And it's, it's such an interesting thing because Jackson is super capable of a lot of things, but he's definitely not your typical, you know, six-year-old, almost seven-year-old. So because of that, there's these like the gaps and the weirdness is like, well, he is able to do this, but he's not able to do that. So where does he actually fall? Is he more like a four-year-old if you were to like com comprehensively put it together? Possibly. I don't really know. I will tell you that he is going in for his reevaluation for the insurance tomorrow, you know, to check the box and make sure he's still autistic. Just kidding. But that's kind of what it feels like. It's so ridiculous. So, uh, it, but in that, we're doing like a full-scale reevaluation where I'm filling out all these forms that are like asking all these major questions, and then they're going to do the testing. And I think they're going to check everything, like everything from IQ to like where he would be placement, what like they think levels are, all that kind of stuff. And I don't know how comprehensive the last test was, but this one feel, feels like a lot more. So we'll see. He has a two-hour test tomorrow, so I'll, I'm sure I'll get results in like the next – I think I get it in July uh, is when his his results and his report will be ready. So um, I'll definitely update you when I get that and, you know, we'll figure it out. And it'll be a very different thing for us this time because the last time we were just waiting to get like your baseline, where is he now kind of situation as he, you know, and, and there were more shocks there. I don't think there's going to be as many shocks. We've been living with this for quite some time. We Our eyes are open. We are involved in his therapies. We know what we've been doing. You know, we're kind of aware. So it's a different kind of thing. It's really more like, oh, okay, didn't realize that piece. Or, oh, that's really interesting. I think it's going to be more curious and curious and confirming, but confirming in a different way. Uh, so, but again, like bringing up Jackson in Jackson to Jordan – talk about comparisons like we constantly well John and I are constantly looking at Jordan to like confirm that we see typical behavior because again I am certainly okay if Jordan turns out to ha to be autistic of course I'm okay with it will it be a double challenge yes and is that scary of course it is I mean that's not what you wish on anybody because it it just is going to provide struggle but if he is, we'll deal with it. I mean, what are you going to do? So, but, but because it's been so different for us and we didn't have much of a clue until around this time that I started to notice things about Jackson that I was like, huh, I don't know if he's really typically like responding the way other, you know, 12 months old, 13 month old kids are responding. And then I started inquiring. I've been doing a lot of like checking, checking in, checking in, checking in. Is he, is he actually communicating with us? Is he trying to communicate? Is he just being like a people pleaser like Jackson was? Jackson also looked in our eyes. So is, is different? Is Jordan responding differently? Like really trying to assess it. And it can make you crazy because again, it's not out of fear. It's more out of, I want to hit this hard if I need to. I want to get help for him immediately like I don't want to wait as long as we waited with Jackson like he was three and a half before he got his diagnosis he should have been diagnosed way before that yes he was an EI yes all of that but 
if I had been smarter, I would have taken him for a medical diagnosis when he was two. Like that's when I should have taken him in because that's when they would have done it. And that would have been the, the time to even get him started earlier because their their brains are plastic and it's easier to get them started there. So I do this like weird thing. And so John and I un- unfortunately end up doing this comparison thing and not because one is better than the other, but because we think to ourselves, okay, did Jackson do that at 13 months? Is Jordan ahead of this, behind this? I mean, Jackson was walking full on by this point and Jordan is not. He's up on his feet and he's holding on, but he won't let go and he won't fully balance. And a lot of that is because he's in PT because we noticed that his hypotonia was enough that it was causing him issues. He's not using his core enough. And so he's he's getting, you know, physical therapy, which is great. Uh, and it's helping him. And now he's getting much more confident. I mean, he's an amazing crawler, but he won't get off his he won't get off of his hands and knees because he's can get the, everywhere faster by crawling because he's so fast now. Now we want him up on his feet. We want him to know that he has the confidence. He can walk. He can do it. He's got this. He just has to believe that he can do it and, and try it and, you know, attempt it a little bit more. So, you know, it's going to take him a little longer, but that's okay. You know, I mean, because once he masters the the motor planning on these things, he usually does them really well. So that's one piece where I definitely see that Jackson excelled and Jordan is having more of a struggle. And that's okay. But we still are looking at these things and trying to decide like, okay, is Jordan getting what he needs? You know, is he responding? Is he talking to us in ways that we didn't hear in Jackson? I And we both have trouble. Like, can we remember? Like, and I've thought about delving back into some videos, like to see the times, like around the same age, if we see any differences or sameness or would we not have known anything or should we have noticed something or am I denying it now uh, I haven't really done that research mostly because I haven't had any time uh, I'm mostly just sort of <laughs> hoping that I'm seeing what I'm seeing and that I'm right about it and confirming with all of the therapists that I <laughs> that I'm with like he, he's he seems on track right <laughs> so bad it's so bad y'all so that comparison is not probably not the healthiest but it is how I'm determining that we're hitting the right milestones and in the right and in the right way and honestly like I wish I could say that I just trust my pediatrician because I love her and she's great but my last pediatrician told me that Jackson was 100% fine and he wasn't autistic and <laughs> da, 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 look where we're at so I don't go straight to the pediatrician who doesn't quite this isn't their expertise or area of expertise. I don't want to wait for somebody to go, mm, have you thought about this? And like have it be a concern. So uh, so the comparison thing in Jackson, I already know that I, com- I have spent that world comparing Jackson to his peers, which is just a ridiculous thing to compare to because it isn't even, – even his – even his uh, neurodiverse peers, it's never going to be the same. But that's hard. I actually think that's harder. I can handle like – not comparing him to his neurotypical peers because I already know that he's struggling in certain areas. But it's when other autistic kids are around him and they're having full conversations and my kid isn't. You know, I'm getting sentences out of him, but I'm not getting conversation out of him. And that's hard. You know, I want him to want to talk to me, you know, not just observe things and point them out like he's running, you know, which is amazing because he wasn't doing that, you know, maybe a year ago. But I want I want to talk to my kid. I want to I want to ask him about his day and have him, you know, expand upon it and tell me more. And these are desires, you know, these are things that you look for. And you don't think about it when you have kids that don't have any issues, you know. So it's it's a very it's a it's a it's it's a, it's its own challenge. 
Uh, so I spend a lot of time I, I wish I could say I don't berate myself on comparisons, but I do because I it's that thing where you know how you should be, but you aren't that way. And so you like keep aspiring to be a certain way, but you're still not there. Uh, and that, oh God, that's like sounds like trying to fit into a, you know, a size or a dress or whatever. Same thing. It's like, all right, I know I shouldn't eat this, but I eat it anyway. And then I know that that's going to affect how I look and am I going to fit into these this size? And then their casting directors aren't going to call me in because I'm not going to fit their type and la, 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 blah, 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 BS. And the same thing goes, you know, it's like I know that I shouldn't compare because comparing is going to make me feel bad and it doesn't do me any good. And it just causes me all this, you know, drama and pain, which I don't need because we should just be happy where we are. But like, yeah, we should be. Sure. Let's should it to death, right? We should be happy where we are. Oftentimes we're not. And oftentimes we have these feelings that make us feel kind of icky and don't feel like how we want them to feel. And I am 100% that person. I wish I were more evolved and didn't have to feel that way. And I wish I loved myself more. I'm working on that self-love. I wish I had more confidence. I'm working on that. I mean, I'm definitely way better than I used to be. So I mean, I know that I'm on an uptick on that. So but I also have times where I just feel like everything's falling down. And, you know, I do my best to share those times with all of you. And you all help me feel better because I know that I'm not alone in feeling that way, even though it feels alone. And I feel so freaking lonely on those days. You know, I certainly don't tell you every single time I feel that way, but I try to, I do try to reach out and post and talk about it when those days are rough because it is the only way that I know how to be is to tell you the truth. I mean, again, like sometimes there are other things that are more important to talk about and so I'll do that, but truthfully, like when, when I'm having those really deep dark days, like you're all so helpful for me. So my comparison, the reason I'm talking about this today is because I was feeling that tinge, that twinge, that thing, tinge, twinge, twinge of uh, comparison jealousy. And it didn't, it wasn't actually even instigated by anything specific. It's not like I saw somebody post something. It wasn't anything like that. I started thinking about one of my friends and her success and how if you really looked at her trajectory, it feels like it all worked out for her when she started changing her mindset and feeling good about herself and changing, you know, the things that she said yes and no to and like all the things that you hear about, you know, that you read about. And also, I, I have to be really honest, like she doesn't have kids right now. And I know some, that that was something that she's striving for but I also know that she's you know in this weird push-pull situation where you know she has some success and she doesn't want to jeopardize where she is right now with making such a huge life change so I feel like I was thinking about her success and her life and how she's sustaining it and I know she goes through her own issues it happens but I and I love I love her she's amazing she's an amazing person 
But I also feel so much jealousy about her sometimes because I think to myself, well, if I didn't have kids, then I, yeah, I could go to this show and I could, you know, go to any audition and I could record whenever the heck I want and I could, you know, take trips and go, you know, to Europe and I could, you know, what all these different things that I, you know, all the money that we would save, la, 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 you know, and oh, she doesn't have the challenges that I have. So she doesn't understand and, you know, and this is so unfair because she totally has always been hugely supportive of me so not fair at all because she's amazing and like, she's a wonderful person but because I feel like she and I would be similarly in the same I guess casting pool it feels so frustrating sometimes that she's had this success and I I think to myself well had I been the one that went in for that audition I would have booked it not her and not against her but just had I been invited to that audition not and so it turns into this thing where it's like, is it envy or is it jealousy? And I think it actually turns into more envy. It's like, wow, I envy her life and I wish I had more of her success where she is. You know, I, I wish I were there. But I also know that if I exactly matched her life, I wouldn't have my beautiful kids and I wouldn't have my life and the things that I have that are going for me. So there are different, I mean, I have to remember that. Um, but I also, you know, I, I want to make sure that it's clear that, that, I love my friend and she's amazing and I'm very happy for her success. It just it it's an inevitable thing that that the the envious jealousy thing is there and I have to acknowledge it. So one of the people that I used to follow, she used to do a lot of stuff for actors, Dallas Travers, used to say that jealousy is a good thing. I, I mean, I don't know if I agree with this, but she used to say jealousy is a good thing because it it teaches you what is important to you so you you look at why you feel jealous and it's because something is super important to you and you want to strive to get there so it's not that you're jealous of that person or even envious using whatever word you want to use it's that you think to yourself my gosh I want that too and so if you can reframe it in your mind you can actually think about like oh I feel really grateful that that person showed me what I want. Like I didn't realize I wanted that. Well, I wish it were that simple because I feel like I, anytime someone books something, I'm like, well, I want that. It doesn't matter what you booked. I, I want it too. Like I want that success. I want to be able to be on set. I want to be able to be, you know, doing a film right now. I want to be able to be, you know, doing a, filming a commercial and then seeing the checks fall into my mailbox. You know, it's it's so stupid, but it's it is it feels it just feels very. Uh, uh, desperate. Desperate would be the thing, which I'm sure is where the jealousy piece comes from. I mean, let's just be honest. So I am trying to reframe this so that I, in two ways. One, I'm acknowledging that I feel jealous. I'm acknowledging that I feel envious. I'm acknowledging those feelings. And I'm saying it is okay that I feel that way. It is so okay to feel envious. It is so okay to feel jealous. Those are natural things to feel. I'm not going to act on them because truthfully, is as natural and okay as those feelings are, they they aren't where I want to be. So I feel them and that's totally normal and totally okay and valid. So now I want to think about where do I want to be? So how can I turn this around so that I feel the way I want to feel about it? So okay, well, let me think about my friend. She's super kind and really fun and funny and when we spend time together we always laugh and we always have a good time together and she's works hard deserves her success and has good intentions and is a good person deep down uh, she volunteers at places and she gives when she can and she also 
is honest when she has her own struggles, when she feels imposter syndrome or when she feels with these things, you know, some of her own jealousies. Because I'm sure there's people in her world that are aspiring things and she wants to aspire to them as well. So she's pretty good at acknowledging when she's feeling the feelings that she has. And she's kind and unlikable. So yeah, I I have to be I'm not 100% there right now. I want to be there, friends. I, I, I'm not 100% there yet. I want to be there, but I'm not. But I'm getting there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on this today and feel better. <laughs> I'm going to work on feeling better. Uh, but yes, comparison is the thief of joy. So let's work on reframing our comparison to being grateful. Uh, and figuring out other places to feel gratitude. And even if that means you have to feel grateful because you're comparing where your life is better, I don't know that's the most healthiest choice, but hey, you know, I, I mean, maybe that's the way to go. I don't know. I, I don't love that choice, but if it has to be, then fine. Um, or just feeling grateful for the things that you have. So right now I'm very grateful that I have two beautiful boys and I have a really cool and funny and nerdy husband. And I have a career that I love and I love being a part of. And I'm with my agents are incredibly cool and I love them. And I'm just I'm very lucky to have such support and supportive people and hi I love this podcast I love doing it I love getting to talk to you all every week so I'm grateful that you allow me into your ears and into your hearts and that's that's an exciting thing for me so uh, I'm glad that I get to do that and so you know what I okay that worked I actually do feel a little bit better <laughs> and see it had nothing to do with having to compare to her it just had to do with what's going on in my life see see these things they work if we just work them but honestly I, I I thank you all because truthfully you've you've given me a lot to you've given me a really beautiful outlet all of you who listen to this and and comment or will text me or you know send whatever to me I really appreciate it because it makes it makes this podcast so worth it to me that that I'm affecting you or, or touching you in some way you know that it that you're learning something or you're feeling you know me too about this or however so Thanks for being there for me. Um, shout out to all of my amazing listeners and how wonderful you all have been. So thank you. Okay, so let's uh, let's reconvene in a week. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Thank you all so much for joining us on Acting Up with Allie Goodman. I just want to tell you how important it is that we continue to have these conversations. So please reach out and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Allie Real to Real. That's Allie, A-L-I-R-E-A-L-T-O-R-E-E-L. -E -E Please share this podcast with anyone you think might need it. And of course, the best way for people to find this podcast is if you leave a review. So please rate us and review us. I'm so thankful for all of you. This podcast only exists because you listen and continue to bring inclusion and love. So thank you. Okay, friends, just take it one day at a time, one minute at a time, sometimes one second at a time. And just hang in there. We are all in this together.